Chapter 1 Saturday I agreed to come to the park with the wife and children. They're over there on the grassy hill, just along from the pond. They fed themselves, fed the ducks, and now they're feeding their own belief that were one normal, happy family. And to be fair, as far as they're concerned, we are. I won't let the sight of them spoil my day. The sun is shining, and I'm getting a bit of a tan. The memory of the latest visit is still fresh and satisfying. It keeps the smile on my face. Look at all these people. Happy and relaxed. They've no idea I'm watching them. Watching as small children wander away from their mothers, too distracted by idle chat to notice. Then they realize their little darling has wandered too far, and up goes that shrill shriek of an overprotective parent, followed by a leg slap for the child, and more shrieking. I am satisfied for the time being. The fun I had last week will keep me contented for a while, so everyone is safe today. I thoroughly enjoyed the time I spent with the little queer. I made it look like a domestic murder. I've heard fights between people like him can get nasty, so I had a bit of fun with the idea. He was easy enough to dispatch. These people live dangerous lives. They make perfect victims. So I hunted amongst them, looking for someone, and I found him. I had already decided to spend the evening stalking the patrons of a Vauxhall nightclub, Utopia. What a ridiculous name. More like hell, if you ask me. I told my wife I was out of town on business, packed some spare clothes, toiletries, the usual things for a night away, and booked a hotel room in Victoria. I could hardly turn up at home in the early hours. That would arouse suspicions. I couldn't have that. Everything at home needed to appear normal. I also packed a paper decorating suit that I bought at home base, several pairs of surgical gloves readily available from all sorts of shops, a shower cap and some plastic bags to cover my feet. A little noisy, but effective. And last but not least, a syringe, all fitted neatly into a small rucksack. Avoiding the CCTV cameras that swamp the area, I watched the entrance to the club from the shadows of the railway bridge as the sounds of the trains reverberated through the archways. I had already spied my target entering the club earlier that evening. The excitement made my testicles tighten. Yes, he was truly worthy of my special attentions. This wasn't the first time I had seen him. I had watched him a couple of weeks earlier, watched him whore himself inside the club with whoever could match his price. I had been searching for the perfect victim, knowing the police would only check CCTV from the night he died, or, if they were especially diligent, maybe the week before. I had stood in the midst of the heaving throng of stinking, foul humanity, bodies brushing past my own, tainting my being with their diseased imperfection while, at the same time, inflaming my already excited, heightened senses. I so wanted to reach out and take each and every one of them by the throat, crushing trachea after trachea as the dead began to pile at my feet. I fought hard to control the surging strength within. Then, 
terror gripped me, terror like I have never felt in my entire life. Terror that the real me was revealing itself, that all those around me could see me changing in front of their very eyes. My skin glowing brilliant red, bright white light spilling from my eyes and ears, vomiting from my mouth. Heavy drops of sweat had snaked down my back, guided by my swelling, cramping back muscles. Somehow I had managed to move my legs, pushing through a crowd of squabbling worshippers, until I reached the bar and stared into the giant mirror hanging behind it. Relief washed over me, slowing my heart and cooling my sweat, as I could see I hadn't changed, hadn't betrayed myself. Now the time for watching was over. It was time for my prize.